Party party of five and a half. How you doing, babe? I'm doing pretty good. I'm hanging in there. Are you hanging in there? I am. You got your oxygen tank ready? I do. I, I might hyperventilate. I've got a paper bag over here. I've got the steroid shot. They could go straight to the heart if I pass out. So I am ready. <laughs> Listen, we have an interview for you today. You're going to laugh yourself silly. You really it's are. So adorably funny. He says he's so handsome, which <laughs> I mean, he is. He is on Blue Bloods, oh, yeah. which is a show that just kind of everybody loves. Right. I mean, we don't really watch a lot of cop shows. We watch a, a fair share of like reality shows, honestly, like yeah. Survi uh, Survivor and Amazing Race and stuff. But this is like a show we are so stuck on. And we talk a little bit in the interview, like of why we're so stuck on it. So we'll let you, we'll just give you a little sneak peek of that. But basically... Everybody loves Blue Bloods. Who doesn't? It's been on for 13 years now. Yes, my grandparents loved it, but then I've got 20-year-olds in my chair that love it. It's just spans the ages. And we were talking the other day, our youngest son was seven years old when this show started. Wow. And he's going to be 20 now. Yeah. So it's just crazy. He's like with it. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he hasn't really watched it much, but yeah, that's our right. family's grown up with our it. Families. It's pretty amazing. That's right. Yeah. And so we've got our little coffee cups yep. here. We ordered some NYPD coffee cups to feel like we're at one PP. That's right. With Frank Reagan and his gang. That's right. Because today we have on Robert Clohesse, who plays Sid Gormley. We talked to Sid, people. We talked to Sid. Do you even understand? I can't even believe we talked to Sid. Babe, you need to calm down. <laughs> I think we should just get right to it. Because we it's should. a great interview. It's good stuff. You guys are going to love it. Please enjoy this interview with Robert Clohesse. protections for cops with 20 years on the job has been a home run. From a cop's perspective, sure. Well, that's the perspective we generally have up here, in case you hadn't noticed. What the governor's pushing? One slip-up and a vested cop loses their whole pension and poof, there goes retirement. I've got nothing for that perspective. I'm listening. I don't have a dog on the hunt. I'm just trying to formulate this department's response. Nah, you always gotta play the devil's advocate. Take the day off for once. And it's not right that a cop who's on the take or purges himself at trial and gets the boot still walks away with his full pension. That's a few bad apples, few and far between. More and closer together. I'm listening. And defending this policy laughs in the face of all the reform flags we're raising. No, it's us raising a flag saying we're not going to tear every single protection the cops have to mollify the city council. And all five district attorneys. And the Yankees, Giants, Knicks, and Rangers, for all I care. I say we stand fast. All right, Robert, thank you so much for joining Hardy Party of Five and a Half. My goodness, we're so excited to have you. We've been dangling like the Blue Bloods 
thing out there all week to our listeners oh, yeah. and our fans and they're just I, i'm hairdresser so people are texting me who who is it who is it we're like we're not telling you we're not telling them so they're gonna be so excited to see sid gormley on our podcast what a joy we're having so much fun i know this is crazy i know okay but before we get to that don't you have an important well question? yeah yeah i i don't want to start off on the wrong foot but i know you're a big mets fan right yeah yeah so recently, our Texas Rangers took your age. I know. Yeah, I know. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Well, you know, you know, you go where the money goes, right? You yeah. Know? He did everything he could for the Mets, and now he's, you know, that's that's the name of the ball game, and uh, he went with the money, and I think the Mets just picked up a couple of guys. Um, Actually, I haven't been following it really closely. I wrote a play about it in 69 because um, when my brother was in Vietnam, uh, 69 Mets, and I don't want to get into the whole thing, but I can name, you know, the, the whole starting lineup, the 69 <laughs> Mets. <laughs> and, uh, but I wrote this play about me and him uh, when he was in Vietnam. Um, but um, what was the question? Oh, about, <laughs> about the Mets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then... I followed it, and then I was on Hill Street Blues in the eighties. Yeah, and uh, they uh, they did the the World Series because it was NBC, and I got these great tickets. And um, I was at Game Six when Buckner hit the ground ball under Mookie Wilson's uh, legs, and and they won the game, and then won the World Series. And I have a signed autographed ball of Mookie Wilson and Bill and Bill Buckner. Do you really? Oh my god! And my ticket from that game. I was at that okay. game, but after that, I got you know I got caught up in raising kids, and you know I haven't been following it as closely. But. Yeah. So yeah. you definitely want the Thor. The Thor. This is funny. The Thor did call me up randomly. His PR person found out. He got my number. He called me up. It was like ten o'clock at night. Hey, this is the Thor. Is this you know he's actually from Texas. Uh, he had a Texas accent. I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, my dad's a big fan of uh, of you, Sid Gormley, and uh, Blue Bloods. Can you send him an autograph uh, picture or script or something? I said sure, Thor. <laughs> text me. Just now that you got my number, just right. text me the address. Yeah, oh, that's pretty oh, funny. And you sounded authentic Texan there. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I, I can only do Brooklyn, Bronx, and maybe Queens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you grew up in the Bronx. How did you become a Mets fan? Because they're in Queens. So how did that happen? Well, I'm. I grew up in a project that was um, near the Whitestone Bridge, so, so I was actually closer to Shea Stadium than Yankee Stadium. Oh, okay. But I think it actually occurred with my dad uh, when he, being a, uh, a Brooklyn Dodger fan, and they moved to uh, um, Los Angeles. Yeah. There was a moment where they were trying to make a deal to move the Brooklyn Dodgers out of Brooklyn. They wanted to have a better stadium. And they said, we have this stadium over in Queens that we would build for you. And they didn't like the area. And they said, no, they moved out. And that's how Shea Stadium came about in the Mets. So I think I think it was something like that. I became yeah, a, okay. so interesting. Well, speaking of your dad, he was a police officer in South Bronx, forty yeah. first precinct. So you've got some family history of police work. So how, did you ever think about going into that profession? No, not at all. Um, but I'll tell you how. Maybe one of the reasons that I became an actor is my dad. I have eight brothers and sisters, mm. and my my mom would tell me 
to go with my dad back then, go with your dad to pick up his paycheck, right? Because she thought if I went with him to go pick up his paycheck, he wouldn't end up in Harry's bar and he'd bring the paycheck back, right? <laughs> but what would happen was I'd end up sitting at the end of the bar, right? Getting fat, eating pretzels, drinking soda. And they had a move. They had a big TV, the big TV, and they only had three channels at the time. But they always played, uh, what was that? Um, the Million Dollar Movie. Mm-hmm. So I'd sit there watching an old movie while my dad drank beers with his buddies. <laughs> and then I'd go home. But I think on some level, that was when I started getting fascinated with uh, with acting. Hmm. And then, you know, because I was a fighter, uh, my family was a boxing. We were a boxing family. My brother was a pro uh, and I wanted to be a pro. Um, but. Um, boy, I forgot what I, what I was leading to. Um, <laughs> you were talking about your family history, but boxing, but we were getting to that question about boxing. So yeah, yeah you were in the 75 golden glove gloves, right? At Madison, right. Madison square garden. Yeah. So how'd that go for you? Uh, well, that, that was one of the reasons, uh, why I, I quit fighting was, um, uh, then I was fighting at the garden. I won my first three fights was in the semifinals. And when you're a heavyweight, uh, you're the last person to fight that night. So there'll be like, you know, like 18, well, 36, uh, 18 competitors and you, you sit next to each other, uh, for like three hours and but i was sitting in the dressing room because i was the last one to fight that night in the semifinals and i had to fight this guy and his he was with his wife i was young at the time i was only 17 he was 26 i think and his he was talking to his wife and his he had this really miserable life and i was thinking oh my god why do i gotta fight that guy why can't i fight somebody i actually hate right <laughs> yeah i felt sorry for the guy Right. And then that was a red flag. I thought, oh, man, I don't you know, I, yeah. I don't really want to fight. You know, I don't want to hurt right. this guy who's, you know, has so many problems. And I went in. He actually um, he broke my nose, but I ended up knocking him out. But the next fight, uh, I fought the champ and he ended up, you know, you know, just kicking my ass. And that was it. I thought, you know, what? I don't think I want to do this. No. Yeah. So how did that how did you get into acting after that? Well, I ended up going to three different high schools, um, and the last high school I went into, uh, we moved out of out of the Bronx to uh, about 15 miles north of the city, and um, I was into you know boxing, wrestling, fighting, and karate and football, and but I was uh, clowning around with a bunch of girls. I was flirting with a bunch of girls, and I used to be able to do backflips, and I backflipped it on my back, and I broke my back. Oh no! And, um, <laughs> And that was the end of my sports career. Yeah. But they convinced me to be in the senior play. So with a back brace, I was in pajama game in the senior play. <laughs> and uh, I went, wow, this is kind of fun. You know, <laughs> all these pretty girls. I, I think I like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, you know, I didn't have any smarts. So I went to the local community college and I walked into an acting class and th- that was kind of it, you know. Wow, that is That's crazy. Awesome. So then you're cast in one episode of Blue Bloods and then now you're just like, what is Blue Bloods without Sid? I mean, exactly. how did that become, like, how did you become such an integral part of Blue Bloods? Well, um, I went into audition for this one part to play, play uh, Danny Sargent. 
And um, right off the bat, me and that me 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 and uh, Donnie started clowning around. Yeah. You know, you know, because you know, you know, well, I can't say stuff. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we started clowning around a lot, right? And um, he kept saying, "Oh, you got to bring back that big fat Irish head. He's so good. I need him on my, you know, that right." <laughs> so. It grew like that, and we'd clown around, and we'd have fun. And um, so the part grew. I did five episodes first year, then six, then 10, then 11. And, you know, um, and then uh, Tom decided he wanted me up there with him, you know, to be the cops cop kind of guy, mm-hmm. which really pissed off Donnie because Donnie, <laughs> what he stole, he stole me. I was stolen from him from yeah. Uh, yeah. the thing. And so that's kind of how it happened. And so it was, it was kind of a slow burn. Yeah. And, um, and I just went with it, you know, being in business as long, I just went for the ride and try yeah. to keep it, keep it positive and just, you know, do your homework and, right. you know, work, work as hard as you can. And, and, and here I am. Yeah. It's such a great dynamic on screen. I mean, you bring just the right flavor in there, I yeah. think. And Scott is again, a huge, like Donnie, fan and I would say definitely Tom Selleck you know crush from like my junior high high school days so what what are those two guys like what what are those superstars like to be around no no, Donnie is I mean they're both really you know really uh hardcore you know working on the stuff and everything but Donnie is like a real goofball he's real a lot of fun you know and he keeps he keeps the whole energy of the show and all the cast and the crew and you know, basically we're doing 22 movies a year, Yeah. you know, and there's a lot of pressure, especially during this whole COVID thing. It's been a lot of pressure to keep people uh, healthy and, you know, yeah. um, working. So he's been a, he, he, he's a real joy and a real positive thing. And Tom is, you know, he's the star of the show, you know, so, you know, he he's 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 a little more serious because he's kind of tracking he's really uh, responsible for like tracking the stories and his story because it's from his point of view, really. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he works really hard. I mean, the man is 77 years old. He's, he's incredible. He just works really hard. He edits the show. He, you know, he helps write some of the stuff, yeah. you know, I get me, the other cast members get, get the, you know, I'll get the script just two days before we shoot. Wow. Where Tom will get it weeks before and he's working on it and he's with the producers and, you know, putting in all the suggestions to make it, you know, make it a balanced. Mm. Uh, I think they try to, you know, make it as balanced possible perspective, you know, police perspective, you know. Yeah. yeah. And um, so they're both different, but they're both totally um you know, devoted and dedicated and fun to be with. I like them both. They're both they're very different. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're all very different. You know, showbiz people think showbiz people are just, you know, totally one thing. But we're a real mixed bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we're a real mixed bag. Yeah. And we all come together for one reason, because of our love for acting. Mm-hmm. And so though we're very different, maybe religious or political or whatever reason, we all respect each other because we have this love for acting. And right. and that that brings us together. And that's a good thing about us us right you know what i mean yeah. you um, mean everybody on the show is not irish catholic yeah right 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 actually 
<laughs> Actually, Donnie said the only reason I'm on the show is because I'm the only one from New York and I legitimize the accent. He said, there's no other reason. Not because you're a good actor, you're not. You got a big fat head and you're from New York. So he really likes to build you up, right? Yeah, he's yeah, really, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Positive that's action. that. That's how we flatter each other in New yeah. York. You know, that's affection. It's called affection. That's how guys talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you ask, ask him to dance for you sometimes? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't have to ask him to dance. He'll just, you know, <laughs> he just that's he it. just goes off. If they really took some, we have some funny stuff, but they don't. You can't put that on camera. Whatever. <laughs> So you you mentioned acting. So you're in the you're in the advisory circle for Tom, who is Frank Reagan. So you have some amazing actors in this room. You have you, you have Tom, you have Abigail Hawk, and then Gregory Jabara. So your scenes just get intense. What's I love it? them. Yeah, I mean it's just so cool. Y'all just sitting around and each body. No, we do we do everything we can not to laugh because we we all kind of love each other so much. We have such yeah. a good time. Uh, we really, uh, I mean, I just right now just got a text from them that we, we're always in there in like California. She's from Atlanta. Gregory's from Detroit. Uh, he lives in California now. So even the people in the cast are from all over the country, you know, it's, it's uh, but, uh, we get along so well and we like each other so well and we're so, we're so happy. We're on this journey and we have this job, um, that we all we just pinch each other every time yeah. we come to work such a fun dynamic well and what's it like because when y'all get when an actor gets in that groove isn't it fun just to work off those three other guys oh totally oh yeah. totally yeah there's nothing better for me than to than try to make fun of gregory at some point i do i just <laughs> wish the writers just give me more stuff to just poke fun <laughs> of them it's just so much fun yeah that's funny so what are some of your favorite sid moments on the show uh, I think probably, um, probably my favorite moment was when I thought I was going to get fired and mm -hmm. I had, I, I had my box and Donnie yeah. told me he and his dad, the boss wants to see me and I bring the box up thinking I'm going to get fired and he wants to hire me. Yeah. Be up there with him. Right. It was kind of like a It was a moving little episode and I yeah. thought so. I thought I was going to be sent to Staten Island, which is kind of a running joke with, People from not from New York don't know really understand that, but no. <laughs> Staten Island is a great distance if you live in Long Island or on the other side of New York because you have to cross over two bridges there, and it's like mm -hmm. it's a pain in the ass to uh, <laughs> travel wise. Yeah, uh, so it's kind of a running joke with, uh, <laughs> but it ended up being that um, you know he he wanted me to be the cops cop up there and the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. When I remember pausing that, we were so sad. We're like, they're getting rid of Sid. They can't get rid of Sid. What's going on yeah. here? I remember that. We episode. paused it and had dialogue before we knew we it was <laughs> Right. Now, they're not getting rid of me because I make them all laugh on set. That's there you exactly go. right. That's, that's why the executive producer said, Bob, don't worry. We're not going to get rid of you because you all make us laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you um, you have had mentioned earlier, you had some family in Texas. I forgot to mention, I have a cousin that lives in Brooklyn and she oh, owns yeah. um, Teddy's Bar and Grill. It's. I think you guys. Wait, uh, Teddy's Bar and Grill. Where's that? Y'all film there sometimes on Barry and Eighth, I think, or somewhere right there. Yeah. And William. Who, who owns it? Your sister. My cousin. Your cousin. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's part owner. 
Oh my God, I'm gonna have to drop. We're gonna have to go drop by there, me, Abigail, and Gregory. Yeah. Oh, you totally need to. Yes. That would totally shock her. Her name's Christina. She's yes. from Oklahoma, but she moved up there a while back and bought into that, and she she loves it up there, and she she's part owner. Well, that's New York. New York is uh, just full of everybody from everywhere else. Yeah, she loves <laughs> it. And Teddy's has great burgers. Great so burgers. Try burger. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So we've been talking about Blue Bloods. Why do you think, like, we're just avid fans, and there's and when we start when we mentioned that we're talking to someone from Blue Bloods, everybody's like, "That's my favorite show." So why do you think it's lasted so long huh. and been so popular? Um, wow, I don't know. I mean, and and especially these days, it's like, right, yeah, really unusual. Um, well, one obviously for Tom Selleck, uh, two Donnie. Um, three, you know, I think the, um, the, the, the dinner, the dinner table thing has resonated with people across the board, whatever religion or culture or nationality, they all relate because if I'm walking in New York, I could have, you know, a Middle Eastern guy, a black guy, a Jewish guy come up to me and just say, Oh, I love the show. And I love the dinner table. You know, yeah. and especially at dinner table where people can sit around and talk. And, you know, these days, you know, when <laughs> it's hard to sit around at dinner table and actually have a peaceful conversation. Yeah. Uh, you know, sure. you know, because of, you know, everything going on. But I think people respond to that and they they miss that. They, they miss it. Mm -hmm. They miss it. They miss it. I know some people still have it and everything, but it, it is a something that um, is America. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you see as American, you know, you all we're all immigrants. We're all here. We all sit around the table with different religions. And we just to be able to talk about, you know, problems is is in, in a cordial, you know, uh, respectful way is wow. I think everybody responds to. And I think that's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, I think I'm very handsome. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of women I mean, on Medicare who, who really appreciate me. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't love that? They have your calendar hanging up, don't yeah, they? Yeah, you got to. I'm on the Medicare cal I'm on the Medicare Playboy calendar. Comes free in the mail when you turn sixty-five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you. I mean, I think you're right. I think there's, you know, cop shows are a dime a dozen, but there's something about the connections that you guys present on yeah. film that you feel are so genuine in real life, and it seems like they are in talking to you. That I think that yeah. that's desirable. And another thing I think that they do so well is they don't you know there's crime and they don't it's not so gory it's not quite yeah quite as gory and i guess i mean i appreciate that like i want i want all the feels of family i want to know there's some crime but i don't want to necessarily see it all yeah and especially these days with the streaming i mean it could get pretty ugly out there oh, yeah. stuff. it's just it's like so who wants to watch that it's like no. you know. yeah so this just spans all the ages of everybody one you made yeah. a good point that mm -hmm. the the characters can disagree but still respect each other mm -hmm. like yeah. even at mpp y'all can have the biggest argument but at the same time Time, you can still you can tell that each character respects what the other one's saying and yeah, and yeah we're not going to get defensive we're not going to get offended right. you know we but that's also my job too i got to tell them the truth right yeah and you know gregory's got to tell them the truth from his point of view i don't always agree with gregory and then abigail comes in with you know her thing and so he's got a whole yeah. collage of 
viewpoints right. that he can draw from mm -hmm. and then he then makes his conclusion from that and that and i think that's a good part of it he he draws from us three uh the thought process and finds the conclusion of and solves the problem in the, yeah. in, in the in a really good way i think yeah absolutely all right so real talk who's your favorite reagan and why uh, right it was my favorite Reagan. uh actually <laughs> Uh, who I who I really like, I mean I I really like them all. We I get along with everybody. We're not trying to pigeonhole you. I really like Will Estes, mm -hmm. uh, partially because I'm in I was in the fighting game and he's in the jujitsu. He's a jujitsu okay. guy, and I wrestled. So we have gone to mixed martial arts fights uh, huh. together, and yeah. um, so we have a fighting game. And he's a terribly sweet guy. He's like. He's just like his character. He's just a really, <laughs> yeah. he's just a sweet guy. And, um, but he's also, you know, uh, black belt in jujitsu. So mm -hmm. he's, you know, it's fun to talk about um, yeah. the fighting game and the more. And my son just did a film with um, the uh, Rampage Jackson in Taiwan. He did a uh, this action film, B, kind of a B movie thing, but. Uh, with rampage jackson who is was the heavyweight mixed martial arts champion of the world and my son teamed oh. up with him in a, kind of like an a-team meets the predator or something i don't, yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know yeah that's really cool so do you know if aaron's going to be district attorney or not do you know, yet? <laughs> do you know? um um <laughs> I can I I can't tell you that, right? No, don't tell no, us. No, don't tell We're us. just asking if you know. Yes do, you know do you know if she's going to make it? Or yes not? or no? I don't know. I don't. I tell you the truth. I don't know because okay. I guess we're just about four, four or five episodes ahead. So at this point, she's not disturbed. Yeah. 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 No, they'll probably drag that out into the end of the season. For and sure. Then... It'll be a cliffhanger at the end of the season, probably. And then figure out the show's going to get picked up and then who's yeah. going to, you know, that kind of thing. They got to drag yeah. that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. So what's sure. like your schedule? We've talked, we've talked about the scheduling. What's like your filming schedule for you? Well, we, we, um, now that I'm predominant, though, I have some episodes come up where I'm outside of Tom, where I'm investigating. Um, but there, um, Tom back ends the show. So he does, the end of one and the beginning of the other. So he'll work for 10 days and then go back to LA for 10 days. Hmm. So we'll work in that span of 10 days. And then if I don't have any scenes outside of Tom, then I'm off for 10 days. So oh, that's how gosh. that's worked out. It's a good job if you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, yeah. yeah baby. Working actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not bad. I mean, yeah. handsome and great schedule. Like you'd be a hit on Tinder. Hey, not bad. <laughs> How do you spell Tinder? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh God. <laughs> now, I've been married for I've been together with Catherine since oh nineteen right. get it right. Nineteen eighty six. Oh good. Nice. Good. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. It's a long time. We've yeah. we've been since Yeah, I went out to LA to do Hill Street Blues in the eighties. Huh. Yeah. And uh, when I was a really handsome stud and um, and I thought, wow, I'm going to star on a TV show. Boy, I am going to going to have a good time with all the girls. <laughs> da, da, da. 
the first woman I met was my wife, and we've been together ever since. Oh, that's oh, awesome. That's great. That's so cool. So, there you go. <laughs> I love it. That's nice. So we've talked about work ethic. You've been in like over 100. You have like a, over 100 acting credits, like 140 maybe, maybe even more. So He doesn't have a computer, so he doesn't know. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what I've been in. <laughs> Yeah, when you find out, text it to me. So where where do you think that work ethic came from? Because it's like, as a working actor, I know it's hard because you don't know what your next job is going to be when you're done with what you just finished. So. Well, I mean, he's so handsome. They, yeah. just, him they just keep, yeah. Well, I think, um, I think um, partially I come from a working class family, right? So, yeah. we, you know, but I think, uh, <clears throat> I think what happened was when I, Cause no one in my, I would, this was like my own uh, thing I did on my own. Like there's no one in my family in it and the whole thing. So I was paving my own path. Mm -hmm. um, and um, <clears throat> when I was in school, um, more than anything, I wanted to be a part. Of, I want, I wanted to be a part of the actor studio. Cause that's where Brando was and all those great actors. And when I saw those films, I wanted to be there and the whole thing. So when I first came, not first when I grew up in New York, but when I started auditioning for the Actors Studio, I auditioned for them like five times and they turned me down. Wow. I went, oh, man. And then I auditioned for this great teacher, Uta Hagen, and three times and she turned me down. And then I auditioned for this other, like uh, it was a theater company they had on the uh, West Side. It was a great company. They did great stuff. Uh, and I auditioned for them three times and they turned me down. I said, you know what? Forget it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to try to get a freaking job. That's mm -hmm. it. I'm just going to get a job. I'm going to get a freaking acting job. <laughs> None of these people want me. They don't think I'm good enough. You know what? I'm just going to get a job. I'm going to get a job. And so <laughs> it was kind of a working class kind of thing, you know, that I was just determined to get yeah. a, getting a, get an acting job. Yeah. So that was it. Yeah, play yourself. Out. And then I had the kids, and when my kids came along, then it was like I gotta get a job. <laughs> right. Gotta pay for all these people. Yeah. I gotta pay for these sons yeah. of mine. So yeah, exactly. What a lesson in perseverance, and actually just yeah. kind of figuring out your own way too. I mean, yeah, and uh, basically it, it was yeah, and that, but the you know people responded to me and they helped me along in different ways, and I got braced because of different. But it was mainly because I was determined just uh, I was going to get a job. And also I had a good attitude about it, you know, um, yeah. and um, that counts a lot. Well, I think it's worked out for you a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah. Like you talk about all the rejection and just trying to find a job. What's it like to be on a show like Blue Bloods where you like your 13th season? Yeah. I mean, what's it feel like to like be on a show where you, you know look, every day you're working and you look back to your beginnings and what a blessing. You know what? I, I, um, I just love it. I just appreciate it so much. I yeah. pinch myself. We all do. You know, we go in there and we pinch each other. We're like, let me pinch you today. You're so lucky, aren't you? And you're so lucky, aren't you? And we all go, yes, we are. We're that's, very lucky. And we don't take it for granted. Yeah. Well, and nobody on the show takes it for granted. And that's that's the fabulous thing about the everybody on the show. Uh, uh, the thing that they everybody has, there's a real positive element about uh, our ensemble, because um, though we, we may be very different in many different ways, we all know we're on something special and we don't take for granted. And uh, that's important. That's absolutely. That's awesome. I can't stop smiling. I can't believe Listen, I'm talking to Sid. I know. Listen, we don't yeah. take this for granted. No, and we, we don't. thank you so much for taking time. We'll be pinched. 
pinching ourselves all night long, won't that, we, babe? That's right. Yeah, because he's so excited to have got to talk to you today. Pleasure. My so, pleasure. Again, My pleasure. thank you for taking time to talk to a couple people from Texas. And you just said we had some. How y'all doing down there? Hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> you did Not good. bad, huh? <laughs> we use some tweaking, but you know, it's good. Y'all, y'all's good. Yeah. Y'all There we go. So you don't ever say the word y'all ever. No, like, no, not really. No. Well, but you, you know, Texas has. No, you Texas say guys. Has, he says you guys. Texas is a big freaking state. You must have like a hundred different accents. We do. You know, we plenty are, of different you know, dialects. You know, you know, right. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I think y'all is Texas Universal Texas. Like yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so y'all. Okay. Everybody says y'all. So like in New York, it's how you doing. Yeah, no, we don't say that. <laughs> how <at> you doing? <laughs> Here we say, "What's up?" What's up? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. That's probably what yeah, I Well, we use that one too. What's up? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> well, what a pleasure to talk to you. I hope you'll hop into my cousin's bar, Teddy's Bar and Grill, and grab a burger. And I'm going to write that down right now, Teddy's yeah. Bar and Grill, because I'm going to get Abigail and Gregory to go to Teddy's Bar and Grill for sure. That's that would right. be so awesome. That'd be so great. No, I think we will. I... We'll take pics and we'll send it to you. Yes, awesome. that'll be great. Perfect. Right. Thank you so much. You're thanks, welcome. Thanks so much, Robert. I'm Merry Christmas. So we got to talk Merry to you. Christmas. Merry Christmas to Merry you. Christmas. Thanks for taking time with us. My pleasure. You guys have a good night. Take care. Bye-bye. Are you okay, babe? I think so, babe. <laughs> Are you going to recover? <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever recover from that. I cannot believe we just talked to Sid. Was it like an out-of-body experience it for was. you? It was. It was like I was over here watching us talk to Sid. Because mm -hmm. I'm listening to every word he's saying, but at the same time, I'm going, it's talking to me. It was just incredible. It was super incredible. He's such a great guy. He really is. So I, funny. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. just like digging in and seeing like, what else? Like, I didn't know he was a boxer. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. And he had a poor broken nose. And that's how he ended up getting into like the theater and all that stuff from like, I mean, that's just. That's what's so cool about these interviews is just learning about people. Yeah. And just hearing their stories is so cool. Yeah, I yeah. love it. So I appreciate all those stories about him. And it's so neat to talk about a show that so many people love. They love this show. Like families have grown up with this show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just so cool that we had a moment to just get a glimpse into that. Yeah. Into that world. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I hope he shows up at Teddy's. I hope so. That Christina would die if that happened. I know. That would be so cool. Yeah. But more importantly, maybe we should go to New York and go to Teddy's with him. I think that I think so. That's the best idea. All right, is this another surprise? Because you did this with Music Man. Are we going to New York right no, now? No, we're not going to New York okay. right now. But listen, if we show Scott, you can't stalk him. I'm not going to stalk Sid. Why would I do that? Because you're a little crazy about it right now. <laughs> well, it was a great interview. And as they say in the shows, you should watch your six, Sid, because I think Scott's going to be stalking you soon. You have nothing to worry about, Sid. I got you back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Party, party, five and a half. Over and out. We'll see you next time. 